Here's another outside the box. Loving to do these features, usually. Today's topic is fun, not work. The Abolition of Work is the title of a workshop I'll be presenting at the Good Life Center, former home of Helen and Scott Nearing in Harborside, Maine, on Sunday, August 8th at 4 p.m. Come and find out how to abolish it. The Abolition of Work is also the title of a short 1980s essay by Bob Black. Black didn't want anyone to be a slave to their work and believed abolition was the best way to prevent that. But ending wage slavery isn't the only way to think about abolishing work. Finding work that's satisfying, meaningful, and a joy to do is another way to abolish so-called work. It's not work anymore. It's fun. It's rewarding and something we can look forward to rather than wishing we didn't have to do it. Hopefully we can get paid to do it also, so we can be financially secure, or at least have enough to live on. That's how I've been lucky enough to live most of my life, doing work I really enjoyed, and that's consistent with my beliefs. I was able to raise enough money, mostly from individual donors, to organize on issues that were important to me. I work for peace, for social and economic justice, and for a healthy and clean environment, and I got paid to do it. It didn't seem like work. How lucky can I get, I thought. Sure, I'm the exception to the rule. Most of us don't get to do what we love, or at least don't get paid to do it. Some of us don't even think about what we love because we're too busy working at jobs we hate to decide what our dream job might be. But if we all did only the quote-unquote work we love, we could abolish work. My partner Karen had a different approach. Karen didn't abolish work, but did only as much paid, not so much fun work, as needed to maintain financial independence. That meant 10 or 15 or maybe 20 hours a week, or very temporarily full-time, doing jobs that varied from okay to mostly fun. That left time for Karen to do more fun things, to do more meaningful social justice and gardening work, to help maintain our household, and to limit income to avoid military taxes. Partly because of the pandemic, a lot of USers are reevaluating their view of work and are not going back to their old jobs. While some wait for unemployment to run out or a pay raise, others simply have realized that those old jobs are not fulfilling or are dangerous to their health. They don't want to be wage slaves and have decided that there's more to work than a paycheck. Most of those who worked at home during the pandemic want to keep on working where they live. That avoids travel, rigid work hours, dress codes, and childcare or other at-home issues. Working at home also has downsides, though. Lack of connections with coworkers and home as a place to forget about work. There's too much unpleasant work in our world 
to pretend some of it doesn't need to be done. If we want an occasional dinner out, glue to fix something broken, a working car to get around in, and good food to eat, someone has to make those products or provide those services. But that work can be shared, so some of us don't get to do only work we love, while others only work we hate. If it's boring, or hazardous, or seems meaningless, everyone can do it a few hours a week, so no one has to do it full time. We all do our own computer work, clean our own and someone else's toilets, and cashier or stock shelves in the retail store where we buy what we need. The rest of the time, we could be doing so-called work that we love. The abolition of work has at least four different interpretations, which I'll describe in more detail on August 8th and in future editions of Outside the Box. How much of your work do you enjoy? How much is oppressive? Can you stop doing that work? I'm Larry Danzinger, wishing everyone could love all the work they do.